Hey, uh, it's Evan, and you're listening to This Week I Learned. So this week I'm going to talk about what dream big means. Um, I feel like a lot of the time we tell people to dream big, and they interpret that to mean, you know, make, make yourself known, make yourself famous, do something huge, something that people uh recognize you for and 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 admire like be the next bill gates and vent the computer or whatever bill gates did or um or be like isaac newton and pioneer you know a scientific discovery however i don't think that makes sense i don't think that's good i don't think it's it's a good definition of what dreaming big should mean, and I don't think it's productive, um, and it can actually be quite problematic, because, like, dreaming big doesn't necessarily mean, like, becoming Einstein, right? All it, all it means is trying to take a big problem and help solve it. You don't you get to solve, you know, world hunger on your own, right? You take a small step and you help hope that other people also take those steps with you. Um, and collectively, you can start to make a real dent in that problem and eventually get towards the solution that you're hoping for. People are not successful at, at making big leaps in progress on their own. The world is collective and and if you try to do something on your own if you try and uh change you know the perception of quantum mechanics on your own without help you're gonna fail and that's gonna be discouraging it's gonna make you feel bad it's gonna make you feel like you're gonna think that you've failed and in, in a way you have but it's not because you weren't good enough it's not because there's something standing in your way the thing is you, as a person, are not the sole creator of change and movement and social progress, right? It's it's a it's a you need to work together with other people. Even Einstein and Isaac Newton, they Einstein did not single-handedly come up with the theory of relativity, right? He did it based on all of the mountains and mountains of work that scientists had done up until that point and without that work he he would not have been able to come up with the conclusions that he did in order to uh produce that theory and for some reason we decide to glorify him and elevate him on a pedestal and uh, admittedly einstein total genius i'm not trying to uh, uh throw shade or anything but like he is not the sole... He should not be solely credited with the theory of relativity, right? Because, like, it's not just him. Uh, and, and all the names that go unmentioned uh, have put in, you know, a, a lot of work, and they've, they've, do, they've done a lot. Um, and, you know... So what if they didn't come up with a fame-worthy theory uh, for themselves because the, the what they did do and the progress that they did make 
has allowed for those big discoveries that we all know about and that have improved the quality of human life immensely. Um, and the other thing about this is you're not, if you go into, to, to try and change the world or whatever, even if you are trying to, those big people who make discoveries are not the only people who could have made those discoveries. Essentially what you're doing if you're trying to make a big discovery is you're adding to the probability that someone will make that discovery, right? So if we have um, 10,000 people across the world who are trying to um, come up with a way to unify general relativity and quantum mechanics, and one of them does, it doesn't mean that all of the other people have failed because like it's we're not they're not competing it's a collaboration right and that's what you want right you want a lot of people because it increases the chance that at least one of them will succeed and that's what you're doing when you're trying to solve a big problem is you're adding yourself to the amount of people who are also working to solve that problem um, and that's valuable, right? Because, like, when we have a big problem that needs solving, e even though a lot of the people who try to solve it aren't going to, the people who do are are going to make a huge impact. And, and, and really, we shouldn't just be... It's, it's weird that they get all the glory when really it's probably, to an extent, a, a random chance, right? Like... There have been a lot of people who are roughly as smart as Einstein um, who didn't come up with a, a theory of his caliber, right? But like, it's not because it's not because like they weren't smart enough or they weren't good enough or anything like that. It's just because they didn't. Uh, uh, the random chance that befell Einstein did not befall them. Um, and it's weird that he's glorified simply because he happened to make a realization that really a lot of people could have made if they just didn't because the circumstances weren't there. But anyway, I'm a little off topic, so I'll get back into what I'm actually talking about. Uh, yeah, the other, the other thing that I think is really weird about, about the idea of dreaming big in, in Western culture, at least. I feel like a lot of the time what that means is fame. Like you're the search for fame or power or wealth. None of these are good goals, right? Like fame is not something you want to idolize and, and, and try to get towards. Um, same with wealth, uh, uh, power. Like these are not good goals to try to accomplish. People who, who end up running Fortune 500 companies, like the CEO of Philip Morris, people will call him successful. And I think that's just stupid, right? Because he's not, he's not successful. He's, he has accrued a lot of money and wealth and material objects, but that doesn't make him successful. Um, when we talk about success, what we really should mean is we should really mean uh, helping people, right? Doing things that make the world a better place. That's what should be, success should be called, not accruing wealth and power and money and, and fame. 
these these are not it doesn't make sense to me because like ultimately money doesn't make you happier right like the the psychological evidence shows that after 160 grand a year in household income people money stops making people happier more money doesn't make you any more or less happy than you were before um so money's not a good goal and fame doesn't really make people happier either um i think a lot of people search for it for one reason or another um but i don't think it's a it's a noble goal or or, or a helpful goal um and with that in mind i think we should really keep that in mind in the context of of, of dr the idea of dreaming big because like ultimately we we don't want to be telling people to chase a, a version of success that is corrupt and and and, and invalid um self-serving but not really self-serving when you get right down to it because the thing is accruing a lot of wealth and and, and because the thing is, accruing a lot of wealth and power and privilege and money, it doesn't help you. It doesn't make your life better. Um, all it does is takes resources away from the people who need it and whom, whom it will make happier. So when we say dream big, don't talk about money. Don't talk about making more money talk about making the world a better place making making people happier all over the world not just in your backyard you should be when you say dream big what you should clarify is that dreaming big means tackling a big issue with other people Everyone can do this too, right? You don't need to have a degree in biomedical pharmacological engineering or something like that. All you need is a goal. Like, really, we all have the power and the ability to work towards big goals with other people. And I think acknowledging that and, and taking control of that and taking um, pride and power and responsibility for that and, and really take, finding a goal that speaks to you and, and that is beneficial and productive um, and then taking that and running with it, I think that is the most powerful thing we can do as humans. And, and I think it'll drastically improve... Uh, uh, the satisfaction that, that people have with their life. If, if they're not chasing some ideal of, of, of grandeur, of, of saying, well, I'm not dreaming big simply because you're not the next Einstein. You're not famous. You're not wealthy. You're not um, powerful. Because th those things are not success. And this the other benefit is you're not gonna feel bereft if you don't accomplish fame wealth you're not the one in a million you're not gonna feel 
you know, like I'm, oh, I'm just boring, I'm ordinary, I'm not helping. Because you can help. You can you can help in your, your own way, and you can acknowledge the fact that the people who are famous, the people who are... Because even Stephen Hawking or Bill Gates, even though they have improved the world or, or, or fulfilled their their goals um, and, and are famous for it and, and are widely known for having been successful and accomplished, um, even though you're not them and you, you have not, you know, developed that level of, of grandeur or, or whatever you want to call it, um, without you and without the collective as a whole, you, you can understand that those people would not be able to have accomplished what they did and that in your own way you are contributing to that and, and that you can contribute to it more with your manpower, with your willpower, with your, with your ability as long as you find an avenue and somewhere that you can do that and that's your own work on your own time um, but I think it can be profoundly helpful it, it, not just to you but but to the rest of the world as well oh. so yeah that's my little rant on dreaming big um i also kind of want to talk about about the phrase uh the ends justifies the means just briefly um because i've been thinking about this too um, and I mean, it's right, right? Like, like the essential logic that doing an action in order to bring about a change can be fine. Like the ends can justify the means, but there's, there's it's also in, intrinsically wrong. Like I wouldn't call the quest. I wouldn't really, like, I wouldn't actually, uh, uh, say you can say that this phrase is incorrect or incorrect. I would say that it's kind of a question wrongly put, like, it does the ends justify the means. I, I, I think it's wrong, because I think that the concept of an end just is wrong, like, it doesn't exist, right? The world does not reach this monolithic, unchanging point in which everything is set in stone and things stop changing. All that the world is is a stream of progressive means. It keeps changing, it keeps evolving, it keeps adapting, um, and so if you cause harm in order to reach a goal, you have to understand that eventually that goal will change. Like, there's no utopia forever. Um, so, if you cause so much harm in the process of creating a, a paradise, if that paradise only lasts for five years, and you've gone to war for ten for it, you've done a bad thing. Um... Now, at the same time, if you have to go to war for a year, for ten years of paradise, maybe that's worth it. Maybe you've done a good thing. But you have to ask yourself that question before you you start 
trying to go about creating your end. Uh, um, you have to ask yourself, is the means going to be worth it? Is, is it, can I really justify my actions? Understanding that the outcome is only temporary. I think that can help dispel some of the more problematic ideas that, that people have, right? I think a lot of the time, if people better understood that anything they create through hardship, through, through whatever means they choose, that's only going to be one domino in a never-ending chain of dominoes that, that creates, you know, the causal environment in which we find ourselves in, in, in this universe of ours. And there, there's no way to get around that. There's no... There's no true permanence. Memento mori. Remember that you will die. Remember, but beyond that, remember that everything that you create will eventually change. Just because something can't be permanent does not make it any less important. Right? Because, in fact, it makes it more important, right? Because all we have are the moments Every moment is extraordinarily valuable. Like, like, take a second to recognize that, right? Every second that the clock ticks down is one second that you will never get back. And, and, and I mean, the ability to enjoy, enjoy the experience of, of living in each and every moment is is extraordinary right and and the ability to take away someone's pain uh, uh, or, or to give someone pleasure those are extremely valuable just remember this if you're ever doing something and your justification for it is to chase an end, something that you can create, something that, that you, you think will endure, and you can say, well, it's okay for me to, for me to suffer through this, for me to, for me to make someone else suffer through this, for me to cause some harm, or, or, or to, to, to repress something now, and for the next however long, in order for me to eventually get this thing. Just think about the fact that you will only have that end thing for so long. And that the moments that you have in between then are equally valuable as the moments you have after that. Um, yeah, okay, that's it. Uh, yeah, that's all I have to say. Uh, the second part of this got a little off topic and I really struggled to put it all together. Um, I'll see what I can do tomorrow when I edit this to chop and screw with some cogency into it. Um, yeah, that's it. Uh, it's late. I'm tired. Uh, I can't 
say anything else that's gonna be of value. Um, so yeah, that's it. Uh, I'm not a fan of long outros because I don't think really anyone's gonna be listening to this for the most part, right? I don't have a huge audience and I don't expect to get one at any point in time. So yeah, bye. That's it.